0: Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Fighting Fire with Fire, the A.J. Rose podcast. My name is A.J. Rose, and sitting across this minute table from me is my good friend Jay Wall Jasper, and Jay is an expert on an activity that a lot of us do, in fact all of us do, almost every day, and that's walking, and you wrote a book called... America's um, Walking Renaissance. And that book came out in what year?
1: That book just came out at the end of June. So
0: just this summer? Yeah, just this out, summer, yeah. yeah. And you've been working on it for how long? You know, about a year. Only a year? Yeah. But you've had an interest in people walking for much longer than for that? For a long time. I uh, I grew up in a town, I was lucky enough to grow up
1: in a town that was pretty walkable. You could walk uptown, you could walk over the campus where the cool record stores were. Uh, it was just laid out well for rock- walking. A town called Urbana, Illinois. And so I just kind of thought all of the country was like that. And much to my... Surprise! It turned out a lot of places where walking was, if not impossible, kind of a grim, unpleasant, unsafe thing to do. And I thought, man, these people are missing something.
0: So the outlook for the book, the the, 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 the front flap, the back flap of the book is essentially that America's walking renaissance is people don't even realize how good walking is for them. And that more people in America and around the world should walk.
1: Yeah, I think I like to kind of say, you know, play on words is that, you know, there's nothing pedestrian about walking, you know, that it's incredibly good for our health. Um, And the medical data just staggers me. I love to walk, but you have about a 40% less chance of getting heart disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, dementia, um, just all the stuff you don't want to have. And 40% less just simply by walking 30 minutes a day five days a week if you're an adult, double that for kids. Um, you know, and it's important. You know, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes at one um, one time. You could take three 10-minute walks a day. And it's, you know, a couple of doctors have told me, you know, if, if walking was a drug, you'd be reading about it all over the media about you know it's a miracle but because no one makes money off of it no one's kind of pushing it but but more and more and more the surgeon general last year came out with a big call to action about americans should walk more now let me say right now it's important the the great attributes of walking are true of many other forms of physical activity you know swimming biking dancing gardening
0: that was going to be one of my questions yeah uh, a lot of different forms of exercise have the same benefits. Yes.
1: Yes, but for most folks, walking is the preferable one because it doesn't cost you anything. Right. You don't have to buy any special gear. There's no special training. It's not like tennis or something where you're going to be, you know, it's going to take you six months to actually have it, you know, to you can actually feel like you're doing it right. Uh, you know, in most places, you can walk anytime, any place. You know, you don't have to go to the club to do it. And I think the thing about exercise is that people have to make time out of their busy schedules for exercise they don't do it but walking if you just decided hey I'm going to walk to work and suddenly you know you can quit your gym membership you can stop feeling guilty because just in the course of your day you're going to get that exercise it's going to give you
0: a, a tremendous boost for your health and the fascinating thing about the advantageousness of walking as you explained it to me was not about the physical side of things it was about the mental side of yeah. things
1: huge 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 um uh, sort of mental and spiritual uplift from walking
0: you know big thing you know it's
1: been proven over and over in medical uh tests medical research that um walking 30 minutes a day is as good as antidepressants and fighting and fighting depression um and then just simply you know we all kind of know this but just you're more creative when you've been walking you have it's it's a great chance uh in the buddhist tradition and the christian tradition as well they really talk about walking meditation you know i mean you don't just have to for some people like me i i could not sit still for five seconds you know in the lotus position with my palms out you know but walking yeah okay i can do that you know it's 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 it's
0: kinesthetic meditation right i always thought of it the way you explained it to me when i uh, several years ago the way i digested it was if you are in motion then you put your brain in motion yeah yeah that uh that it's it's not it's not a placebo effect but by, by walking you're, you're starting the wheels turning exactly, and therefore you're going to think more fluidly yeah. as opposed to when you're sitting still and so if you're in a state where you need to think something out you would always recommend going for rather than sitting and stewing in your room or something like that you would advise going out and walking yeah, and that would lead you to think more clearly about whatever situation you're in
1: yeah absolutely um you know the uh, both uh, the french philosopher jean-jacques rousseau and the american philosopher henry david thoreau both said something to the effect of like my brain doesn't really work very well unless my legs are moving hmm. and if you can kind of go through history um you know one great way you say i have no time to walk hey how about if you have a meeting at work why don't you take a walk instead of sitting around a table steve jobs did
0: that sigmund freud did that Aristotle did As in that. they had, in when they Charles had people Dickens in the meetings, that. they would have everybody yeah. who's in the meeting yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah, like Jobs would say, hey, I
1: don't want I to don't want s- have lunch with you. I don't want to sit down at a table with you. Let's just go out and take a walk. You know, there's a famous story. Um, it was one of the negotiations for one of the peace treaties, one of the nuclear peace treaties, and they were getting nowhere on it. They were meeting, I think, somewhere in Austria. And someone suggested, hey, let's just go out and take a walk. And this was I think back in the 70s or the 80s or something. And uh, they all took a walk in the woods and suddenly they found some common ground that they you know, they wouldn't have found just sitting around. You know, we weren't, as a human, as a, as a species, we evolved to walk. And think about American life today or life anywhere in the modern world. One of the things that people do, they're sitting in front of their computer, they're sitting in their car and they're sitting at their desk at work. And so, you know, we were not designed to sit that much.
0: Right, I wanted to, that was one of the questions. I wrote some questions last night to do some prep for the podcast, and I s- said that wanted to ask you if you think that the social media and the fact that a lot of what we do is so based on work we do on screens that that takes away from our ability to carve time out for walking and therefore makes us sort of less so – our brains have are, are less – open that way. I
1: think so. I mean, I, you know, I, for years, um, would w- b- ride my bike to work or walk to work in the summertime and I'd ride the bus in the wintertime. And, uh, just finally I figured out I bought some snow tires and now I bike everywhere all the time. And I just, but when I used to ride the bus to work, I just felt like, Hey, I wasn't as prepared to get ready to work because I, uh, just hadn't, you know, my legs hadn't moved. It's, it's been proven, you know, kids that walk to school, you have better attention spans they they do better performance on cognitive functions and things like that just
0: simply moving i think gets our brains moving so let's say that you're a person who really likes to walk and wants to walk but it's the winter time and you're uh living in whether you're in a rural area or an urban area that the 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 weather is sort of prohibiting you from walking what is the solution in that context
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. A friend of mine uh, who lives in Canada says, you know, he said, well, you know, we have all these miracle fibers today. I mean, so that you can actually, there's no excuse not to take a walk in the winter because you don't have to wear, you know, four feet of clothing outside. You just simply dress in layers. And what you'll find out is walking, you burn some energy, suddenly you'll be unzipping some of those layers. Um, You know, so, but you know, okay, just say you just really, it's icy or something like that. Right you know go to a shopping mall it's the only time i'll ever tell you to go to a shopping mall <laughs> or just go to some big you know the rec center or something just somewhere there's a lot of walking tracks you know a lot of mm-hmm. running tracks and things like that you know and it's funny wherever you go in the world people always say it's too cold to walk here or it's too hot to walk here as if you need perfect It's too walking rainy conditions. to walk here yeah and it really it, it, you know it's not true You know, and I think the heat's a big deterrent too. And that so if you live in Phoenix, maybe in August, maybe that's the time you drive to the mall and walk around the mall or just, you know. Anyway, so there's just a lot of, you know, there's really no excuse not to walk.
0: And And, do you think that just uh, on the mental side of things that the context in which you walk could have an effect on the effectiveness of the walking? So let's say your job involved walking. Would you not be able to think that clearly even though you're walking because you're so focused on whatever task you're doing for your job
1: no I don't think that's a problem really and uh, you know it is interesting I mean one of the things about walking is and this this isn't a prerequisite but they say that the medical benefits of walking increase even more if you're walking in a place that's green Hmm. if you can walk in a park or a forest preserve or just you know just a, a leafy you know neighborhood with a lot of trees that that seems to particularly the healing properties and the Mental and spiritual properties of it
0: increase, and that's that's this is scientific data. And did, I didn't know if you uh, mentioned it early in the podcast. The town that you grew up in that was so walkable. What was the name of the town? Urbana, Illinois. Urbana, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing special about it, but it had a pretty good
1: sidewalk network, um, and it just simply, you know, uh, maybe it wasn't that much different from a lot of other towns. It was a college town, so a lot more people walked for that reason. You know, just college students tend to walk more. Um, But, you know, really one of the big things is that no town is Unwalkable, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, some are more some are more walkable than others and and that's a big There's a big movement right now to take the places oftentimes they tend to be poor neighborhoods Minority neighborhoods and small towns and suburbs It is harder to walk in those places And so just what are the things we can do, you know, add sidewalks where they don't exist make the crossings better? On the streets, um, you know, street if there's not street lights, you know, that's a real deterrent to walking at night. There's just a lot of things we can do to make sure. And every American, because of the health benefits of walking, are so strong that it's really almost a social equity issue that if a person lives in an unwalkable neighborhood, then they're being almost discriminated against. Hmm. You know, so it, could be, it should become part of our national um, action plan right now. The uh, Secretary of Transportation, Anthony Fox, Mm-hmm. Has made a big push to make walking safer, more comfortable, and more easy uh, in all neighborhoods across America. And he was the former mayor of Charlotte, and grew up in a neighborhood that was pretty unwalkable, an African American neighborhood. And uh, and so he's very adamant about this. You know, so we got the Surgeon General and the Secretary of Transportation both saying this is really important for the future of the country. And uh, he, he said something. He said it's never. We've transportation is safer than it's ever been in history. Except for people who bike and people who walk, hmm. and that's I think the single biggest deterrent
0: for a lot of people in walking. Yeah, you. I, I. It's funny you never really think about that when yeah. you think about growing up in, let's say, you're in a poor black neighborhood in a major city. Yeah. you don't. You think about the inherent dangers of you know, the, the crime rate, the murder rate, whatever, but you don't think about a person who's just trying to walk yeah. from point A to point B, no matter what yeah. their intentions are. Are not. Yeah. yeah.
1: No. Uh, people in. Low-income neighborhoods are twice as likely to be hit by cars while they're walking. African-Americans are 60% more likely. Latinos are 43% more likely. And then add into this, of course, these are higher crime areas. So that's going to be a deterrent for people walking. And as we've seen in Ferguson, Missouri, and Baltimore, and uh, you know Trayvon Martin in, Cal- in Florida... Um, you know, a lot of young African American males don't feel safe walking just because of, you know, vigilante violence or or, you know, a, or police, a police <laughs> yeah, yeah, a police officer
0: suddenly seeing them as a target. And I it's it's so interesting to me. You also mentioned uh in when you spoke to the congregation here at Blue Mountain Center last night that a person's obesity is actually not as important as they're walking this is shocking there's been two medical studies come out in the last two years in the
1: last year first one is cambridge university uh you know that they're no slouch in terms of a scientific uh expertise did a just a shocking study that you are better off uh, obese people how do i uh, people who are inactive um have twice the chance of dying as people who are obese i mean so better to be not just fat better to be obese and active than to be fit and inactive um so that kind of blew the roof off of things for a lot of people i mean that was sort of shocking we've always equated being fat with being unhealthy uh, and yet, the you know the true unhealthy people are just people who don't you know don't exercise.
0: Now, this isn't to say that most people who are fit do walk, and most people who yeah yeah are I mean active, yeah yeah
1: there is bright. yeah there is that, but you know but yeah some people just by genetics tend to mm-hmm. be a little Absolutely. bit more heavy set. Uh, and even more shocking was a Swedish study that just came out a couple months ago, I mean, maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, this was a big longitudinal study, which over 50 years they started studying people as young people. And, and just checked on their mortality periodically through this period. And they found that physical activity, being active, walking, biking, whatever, bowling. um, That was the second most important thing you could do for your health. The the first most important thing to do for your health is not to smoke. Not to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, not smoke cigarettes. But the second is, is physical activity. And that means that your physical activity is more important to your overall health than your blood pressure, than your cholesterol readings, than all the things that we thought were the most important things to pay attention to. I mean, that is is a catalytic moment. Catalytic moment in public health just how we think about things and and you know the time is coming very shortly and already some medical practices are beginning to do this when you go into the doctor you know they say do you smoke do you drink um what's your blood pressure you know what's your cholesterol and they're going to be saying how much physical activity do you get to a week right and a couple of uh big hospital organizations including kaiser permanente you know which works in california and i think nine other states Mm -hmm. um they're giving their doctors prescription pads to sort of say 30 minutes a day, five days a week, you know, or... Of walking.
0: Of walking. So we're people are going to be prescribed walking. Yes. You know, because people pay attention to what the doctor tells them. Right. Yeah. And do you think that there's... What other context would we... That we typically don't associate with being told about walking other than the doctor's office? This is just getting my brain going now. Where else could we be told that walking would be advantageous from people who we take their word as gospel the way we do with doctors. Well, there's more and more things that are happening in the schools. You
1: know, in researching my book, I, I spent um, I spent a day in northeastern Iowa. And you don't think of rural places as being good places to walk. Um, but actually, you know, the, the data shows that people in rural communities walk almost as much as people do in cities and mm-hmm. often walk more than people in suburbs. So I got to spend the afternoon in Postville, Iowa, with the After School Walking Club. You know, and these kids, you know, usually look like they were about age five to maybe age eight or nine. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and one, a couple of days a week, they just walk around the halls of their school, you know, and marking things. You know, and they have a heck of a lot of fun while they're doing it. And so I think schools is another place where you'll be hearing more and more. You, if not you, your kids are going to come home saying, hey, we need to walk more. And it was really cute. I mean, just and all that it's like I said, well, why do you walk? And, they, and one of the kids said. Because it makes my brain go zoom, <laughs> that, which is
0: the probably the best most That's succinct true. way to describe what we were just talking yeah, about. Exactly. And the other thing I uh, so we we think school system, we think doctors, and then you also talked last night about government and how the in Oklahoma City, a city that was ranked five hundred out of five five hundredth out of five hundred cities in terms of walkability. no. yeah, walkability. Yeah, and what they did was the mayor. The mayor just got
1: ticked off about, you know, the reputation. And they also got named the second fattest city in America by Men's Health. Immediately after they were named the 500th, you know, the single last worst walking city. And he this is a Republican mayor, very Republican state, you know, mm-hmm. probably the most Republican state. And he just got teed off. And he said, we're going to do something about this. He was a former sports reporter. And it just bugged him that his hometown was getting this reputation as fat city. And so he really, they've made the downtown a lot more walkable. They put in a lot more bike facilities. They've done some development. So, you know, kind of walkable-based development. They've uh, they built a big rowing center. The U.S. rowing team, actually, one of the places they train is in Oklahoma City now. No kidding. Unbelievable. Um, and, and, you know, and he realized that the problem was the worst in low-income communities. And so they put in a lot of recreation centers and this was all paid for with a with a 1% sales tax that the people voted for. And it was like, they just, they didn't, the, the community themselves voted to raise their taxes because they were just embarrassed and, and sad about being, you know, the worst place to walk in America. And they made some real progress. I mean, they're not the best place to walk in America, but they
0: certainly are no longer the, the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one other question that you, uh, I just came to mind as you were talking, you said that People in rural areas walk more than people in the suburbs, and the same is true with the cities. So suburbs is the antithesis of what we're talking about in terms of uh, not wanting to go out and walk because yeah, of being yeah. in a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. So why would people in the safest areas, you would think, the suburbs, walk less?
1: Well, I you know because after World War II, I think people thought that we'd outgrown walking. You know, we had cars, so why do we need to bother to walk? So the sidewalks often were not put in in the new developments after World War II. And, of course, there's nowhere to walk, to. You know, the nearest (laughs) grocery store is five miles away. And you have to cross 16 lanes of traffic on a very scary street to do it. Um, You know, let me say, for one thing, um, people in rural areas, it's a little bit tougher to walk. People in small towns walk nearly as much as people in cities do okay and uh and the other thing about suburbs too is there are all kinds of different kinds of suburbs and some of them are actually really quite walkable uh arlington virginia has a tremendous program of adding sidewalks and putting you know enlivening neighborhood business districts because people will walk if there's some fun place to walk to that's one of the biggest things if you're just kind of walking and it's kind of block block after block You know, if there's a library or an ice cream shop or a tavern or a coffee shop or you can go get your groceries or something like that. That's a big incentive to walk, you know, as opposed to just kind of, okay, here's another block and
0: here's another block and here's another block. Well, there's really nothing to look at. And you being an enthusiast of walking, do you walk you know, an hour a day without even thinking about it at this point? Or do a you lot have of, to remind yourself no, to walk? No, a lot of days. Well, it's kind of built into me.
1: I mean, I walk and I bike. If it's something, you know, I live in a town. I live in Minneapolis, which is one of America's best biking cities. You know, and it's not as walkable as Boston. It's not as walkable as New York. You can walk. But, you know, things are more spread out there. Mm-hmm. But still, there's, you know, but I, uh, it's just become part of my day. And I just, you know, when I get stuck, you, you, you take a coffee break at work, I take a walk break. And when I just get stuck on something, I go out and take a walk. And oftentimes, you know, I mean, almost, it's, it's remarkable. Usually by the time I've gotten to the bottom of the stairs, the, I've solved the problem. Huh. I usually go out and walk anyway. Right. Bit, so. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's remarkable. But walking, um, we live near a park and a nice lake, you know, so it's no burden to go out and walk. And so we walk, you know, almost, my wife and I often... Most nights of the year, and even in Minneapolis, when it's really bitterly cold, we'll walk around the lake four miles before we go to bed. I sleep a lot better, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, you know and you know one of the things this is a funny story, but you know the French do everything that we think is bad. I mean in terms of they eat a lot of fat, you like know, the cigarettes and they smoke, and they drink a lot of red wine, and it's like, how come they have less heart disease than we do? Well, one of the biggest reasons is that they tend to... we Americans tend to light breakfast, light lunch, huge dinner, and then yeah. sit down in front of the TV or the, uh, you know, or the computer, don't move again until they go to bed. And and just so loaf out. The French tend yeah. to eat a big lunch. And then it's sort of a custom in a lot of... Well, most countries around the world, it's a custom to take a walk after dinner. Huh. You know, it's called... Uh, in, uh, the Italians who are the most famous for it, it's called a passegato but the, the Latinos do it, it's a paseo. You know, the Germans do it, it's a Spicer gang. You know, if your kids don't want to walk, say, we're not walking, we're going out on a
0: Spicer gang. And that's going to so get their does, attention. I was going to say, that does sound more exciting. So
1: I think one of the, you know, there's a lot of ways, you know, one of my books, I mean, in the book, there's a lot of tips on how to, you know, how to walk. And one is just to create a daily rhythm. You know, you walk the kids to school in the morning or you take a walk after lunch. You know, organize your co-workers and let's say, let's, you know, let's eat our sandwiches and then take a walk for 20 minutes. Or you walk before you go to bed and just have that kind of pattern. And I also say, yeah, create a walking route in your neighborhood just to, you know, because the cool thing, I mean, the Italians are not going out to get exercise. Right. They're not going out and the stores are all closed. They're just basically going out to take a walk to see who's around, see what's going on. As a social thing. Yeah, it's a social thing. You know, so the thing is, make walking, you know, make walking the easy, effortless thing to do. Big thing I tell people, um, you know, what if you get together with your friends, what do you often do? Let's go for drinks. Right. Let's go for lunch. Uh-huh. You know, let's, you know, I said, well, why not? Let's go for a walk and then get a beer or grab a bite. Right. Or walk the to end. the bar, walk to the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Which is et etc. Because you're not driving to
0: the bar. Absolutely. And this... Uh, makes me think that you must be a fan of the maybe the biggest app release that I can remember. This Pokemon Go thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Year. No, it's it's
1: it gets it's gets people out walking and they're in public spaces. So you're a total like you, yeah, no, I think it's great. I mean, I think you know, I mean, it'll pass as a fad. So right. I hope I hope there's more that kind of follow on it. But I think you know, and you know, people are having so much fun when they're doing it. yeah and the thing i keep saying is walking is fun you know when people are walking they often have big smiles on their face you know not when they're maybe walking alongside of eight lane street or something but if you're in a nice place to walk and and uh the other thing i say is that you know we're a very sports oriented country very much so you know and you know i'm a jogger you know i'm a polo player i'm a tennis player and, and but you know hey walking is a sport it's an olympic event walking is an olympic (laughs) event it's good for you and just say hey i'm a walker and in fact big thing that's that's getting bigger and bigger are walking marathons
0: walking marathons yeah
1: you know because we're purposeful people and it's like it gives you something to strive for something to train for uh a lot of a lot of marathons you know you're allowed to walk in the marathons in Mm -hmm. fact in the portland marathon i think 40 percent
0: of all finishers are now walking really yeah and you know and and you know half marathons is a big thing too I was gonna say I don't know how long it would take uh, the average person to walk twenty six point two miles. I can't imagine yeah. it's a short amount of time. No, no, no. And but just think about all the training you do. I mean, all the right. Running,
1: it just gives you something to kind of focus on.
0: And if a person who's listening to this podcast wanted to read A Walking Renaissance, how could they do it? It's very easy. It won't cost you anything. It's free ninety nine. It's, it's free. Um
1: just go America's Walking Renaissance. Google that. Right, Google America's And you'll come to a page. I did this book with two organizations called America Walks is one of them. The Everybody Walk Collaborative is the other one of them. They're big national coalitions to get more people to walk. Um, And they uh they decided let's give this book away to people for free. So you just go to that America's Walking Renaissance. You'll hit, a, you'll hit a landing page and there'll be a free PDF download. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't have to have a Kindle or anything to read it. You just simply can, you can just print it on your printer you can read it right on your screen.
0: That's amazing. And how long is, is the book? The book,
1: you know, it's about 90 pages. No, it's a vague. Yeah, you, you could
0: read it on a walk.
1: Yeah, and, and it's 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 short bits. I was a magazine editor. And and basically, it's some tips on walking. It offers marshals the evidence by way walking is a good thing. Um, and then we focus in on nine communities across the U.S. that are making strides, pun intended, uh, toward <laughs> walking. And they're not the usual suspects. It's, I mean, you know, walking, one of the things I say is walking is just not for Portland and Boulder and Cambridge anymore. Right. You know, it's it's looking at Birmingham, Alabama, inner city neighborhoods where people are walking more. It's looking at these small towns in northeastern Iowa where people are walking more. A suburb of uh, Los Angeles called Baldwin Park, largely Latino, kind of lower middle income community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is L.A. You know, this is where the car you know has ruled it is the king for over a hundred years, and yet people in this community, they they of all the cities in California, they had the absolute worst childhood diabetes rates and childhood obesity rates, and and they were really troubled by that. And so, so they said, what can we do? And they said, let's get more kids to walk to school. They came up to a lot of programs to make it easier for kids to walk to school. Um, And they started making, you know, better intersections for kids to walk to school, widening the sidewalks and narrowing the streets a little bit, which slows the traffic. It doesn't, traffic still goes smoothly. It just goes a little tiny bit slower. Right. Which makes you feel a lot safer and more pleasant walking down the street. Hey, one of the great inventions of recent time is called the walking school bus. Uh, It works just like a regular school bus, except for there's no school bus. Someone's the designated driver. They go to door-to-door to pick up the kids, and they all walk to school. Wow. You know, if you live in a suburban area or you live in a small town or rural area, you know, where maybe it's a 15-mile drive to school, so then the walking school, and then people drive to a certain point, then they take the walking school bus for maybe the last half mile toward the school. And, you know, teachers in these schools, they love
0: it because the kids are alert and ready to learn when they get to school. And... That, uh, the walking is helpful for the mind, not only in the, as you're walking, but in the immediate aftermath of walking, you're already going, you've got some sort of mental inertia to get you through the day. There was
1: a study that was done about Americans and walking and 87% of all people reported that, you know, walking made them more creative and about the same number said walking made them less stressed. It's really fun. Yeah, and we're talking about the health benefits here, but there are a lot of other benefits to walking too. It tends to, you have a stronger network of friends and acquaintances. You know, as I often like to ask people, um, how many really close friendships or love affairs or business partnerships have you created by simply honking your horn at someone and (laughs) waving at them from behind the windshield? Not very many. You meet people face-to-face. You can have a conversation. You know that uh, you know that pretty girl or boy that you see. You don't just go, oh God, how do I meet her or him?
0: You got to walk up to him. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Hey. And so, to, to to summarize what we've said over the last half hour, we we highly recommend walking. And you said it's thirty minutes a day, five times a week for adults, and twice as much for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And we outlined a bunch of the ways you can do that and all the benefits and. Jay, thank you so oh, much sure. for being...
1: And can I just say one more thing? Absolutely. The good news is
0: that it's actually
1: already beginning to happen. Since 2005, the Centers for Disease Control, who are the same people who recommend the 30 minutes a day. This, right. isn't, this isn't just me, you know, health nut from Minneapolis. No, no, it's this not. is the Center for Disease Control, <laughs> 30 minutes a day, five days a week. They also report that Americans are walking 6% more than they did in 2005. That's excellent. That's twenty million more people walking. So it's 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 a uh, if you follow these kinds of things. Simple Living magazine called Walking America's most untrendy trend. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and also if you want to just get a little bit of a pep talk about walking. Google Farrell Williams happy video. Yeah, it's the best. It is. The 24-hour music 24 video. 24 hours. You can, you can watch a short version. It's just people walking down the street. They're yeah. strutting. They're sashaying. They're boogalooing down the street. and it It's just, a great video. It makes me happy every time I see it. And it's just like, wow, that will give you the little bit of a kick in the butt to go out and take a walk. Just not because it's good for you, but because it's just fun
0: for you. So I guess you could say that America is in a bit. Of a walking renaissance. That's right. There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Jay Wall Jasper, thank you so much for being here. All the right. Guest hey, this has been podcast. a blast. Uh, if you want to listen to Fighting Fire with Fire, you can go to SoundCloud.com slash Fighting Fire with Fire, or you can go to our Facebook page, which is at Facebook.com slash The AJ Rose Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Cheers.